With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Friday edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined with my buddy Ryan as we break down Friday's massive 10-game NBA DFS slate. Uh, Alec Burks is apparently the best fantasy asset in the history of basketball, and I love him very much, so that was nice. Uh, Jordan Clarkson is apparently the opposite. Not a big fan at the moment. Uh, how's your night going, Rinpak? Yeah, there's a huge late night hammers in three games, all tipping off within 30 minutes of each other. Obviously, the uh, Lakers Hornets nightcap will be interesting, and who ends up doing well over there? Uh, some weird value that could have been you could have gone to in Horton Tucker or, or Caruso who returned there, and uh, and there was intriguing value in the Phoenix game. Obviously, the Phoenix front court was very a very great matchup. Everyone was a great matchup versus Minnesota, so. We shall see. And there's Dame Lillard. We can't go a night without uh, regretting to roster Dame Lillard. Oh God, I, I'm regretting my life right now again. <laughs> I wrote an entire article about how I was probably going to be fading him again today. And, uh, <laughs> man, it's just gross. At least I, there were a couple props late that I was like, you know what, I'll take the over on a couple of these because I was already in a position where I couldn't jam him in some spots. And I, I could feel it coming. I just kind of felt it coming. Uh, ben Rasa is too good. He uh, he was he was calling for Dame to to be the play the, to go to, so should have listened. Uh, how do you kind of handle the situations when you do get some of that late? Uh, like we got a lot of news with the Magic and the Knicks, uh, some of that earlier stuff. How did you start to prioritize value? And what were kind of the guys that stuck out to you? Like Taylor Horton Tucker is a guy that once Caruso got ruled in, his ownership plummeted. Did you kind of stay there? Uh, any other reasons that you fell on some of the guys in the later games? Uh, well, what happened was uh, I uh, thought Ross was going to play. Uh, so I had built it around with him being in. And then we got the news that he wasn't going to play. And that resulted on me to get an insane amount of a $3,400 Shasan Randall. And uh, he looked great <laughs> to start the game. Yep. Uh, he had 12 fantasy points at, like in through the second quarter, but finished with only 13 and three quarters. So um, it was just one of those decisions that I thought uh, with that uh, news notification saying that they're going to attempt to play. And it felt <laughs> like, all right, when someone's attempting to play, I feel like they're very close, like very, very close to yep. playing especially like pregame, obviously two of the three uh, ended up playing and uh, Ross was the one who did it. So uh, that helped the backcourt and I went to more of the backcourt. I went to more Randall, which organically reduced the amount of uh, lower value, lower salary guys like Horton Tucker later on in the evening. So 
Gotcha. That was the decision point today. That was on DraftKings. While on FanDuel, it was tough to even spend all the way down to Randall. I really liked Burks at that price tag, and he was phenomenal. And uh, outside of Burks, there were some other great options as well. Small forward on DraftKings. Yay. Small forward on FanDuel. <sighs> what a terrible <laughs> position currently. We'll see if Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram can do some stuff here in the late nine hammer. I guess I, I have more of them uh, is kind of how it turned out. But wish I had followed uh, my impulse. LeBron James. More. Oh, go ahead. Oh, is LeBron James pretty good at basketball? Yeah, he's <laughs> probably pretty good too. Evan Forney is the one guy I wish I had gotten on a little bit more of. I wish I'd followed my impulse because last night it was kind of a, a situation where I thought it would kind of be an all or nothing. Like all of them would kind of get ruled in. We were waiting on that Ross news. And I guess I didn't probably pull the trigger as hard as I probably should have. But either way, it was thought, re- yeah, go ahead. It was really tough. Also, they're also on a front end of a back-to-back. Yep. So it was it, we just got to go with whatever comes out. Yeah, I just thought it was a fun thing to talk about because we don't get to as much game theory as we'd probably like to on this show. Um, we we want to be able to give you guys a, a springboard into the slate, but this was kind of a good conversation point because there, on a six-gamer, there were enough options. You could go different places, but they felt very, very thin going to other places. And Chesson Randall, Frank Nielakina, who actually ended up getting there for, for what he was, we'll see if he ends up optimal or not, even at 3K. Uh, only got like to 22, I think, but hey, that's good enough at 3K to, to be viable. So uh, no issues there. Guys, before we get started, get to that bottom bar, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell so you know when this and all the other content at Awesome is going live. Also, if you haven't gotten a chance, I know Rimpack doesn't have the monkey around his neck today, which is kind of sad because my fiance found it adorable, but I'm pretty sure March Madness is here and we have partnered with the show and the sponsor, uh, the, the, the sponsorship of the show is Monkey Knife Fight. It, they have a free bracket challenge, $2,500 in cash. 100 Awesomeo Plus Platinum subscriptions. All you have to do is go over to Monkey Knife Fight, and you can compete for cash prizes for all these goodies. The top 355 places are paid out, so there's no reason not to be joining to jump in on that. Simply go to Awesomeo. Well, we're going to put it down in the bottom link. A-W-E-S-E dot M-O-E slash Monkey Mania if you can follow that. Otherwise, it'll just be in the bottom bar, so go there to sign up and fill out your bracket. Check the link in the show description, uh, so on and so forth. Make sure you use the promo code AWESOMO. Uh, That gets you $50 on your first deposit bonus, so get over to Monkey Knife Fight. Uh, it's, It's just free money. That's the best deal you can have on anything in the industry, and I know... Everybody has a bracket because that's all that I see on Twitter. So uh, you're ready to get going, my dude. Let's ride. Let's ride. Massive 10 gamer here. A lot of options. Uh, One of the really good ones is James Harden. Uh, I I think he's pretty good at basketball, as he's shown of late. Uh, James Harden, $11,000 up there. Damian Lillard, $10,900, will be on a back-to-back. I'm pretty sure he will still be viable in a lot of ways. But finally, a 10-gamer where I'm hoping the CJ McCollum thing can cut into him. I hope he's really owned because I will continue to be on the opposite side of him. It's really, really sad. Luka Doncic, $10,700, gets this up-tempo Portland game. Really going to like him. James Harden and Luka Doncic just went completely nuts. 74 for Luka there. James Harden sitting there at 83.5. I'm assuming that Harden and Lillard, or sorry, I'm assuming that Harden and Doncic are your favorite amongst those three. Uh, I'd probably go one, two, three in some order. Who do you prefer between Harden and Doncic? And then let's work our way down. Uh, I, I, I'm willing to go to Doncic, man. We He's gotten under the radar the last two times out. Uh, and both times in a tough Clippers matchup has balled out, man. He, he's played a chip with, uh, on his shoulder 
against this Clipper team. Obviously. Does he own Paul George's soul now? Is that how this works? <laughs> Does he get possession of it like Mortal Kombat? Your soul is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, hobby was Marcus so. Morris uh, is what he uh, remembers. So uh, coming off games of 74 and 68 and a half DraftKings points last two times out, I'm willing to go right back to him against a much better Portland matchup now, 10-7. Uh, on the other side, we got Dame Lillard. You can't never count out Dame as pretty much the story of um, this week. Uh, James Harden, obviously Kyrie being back doesn't help his uh, upside, but he still has it in his bag. Uh, that's a, it's a phenomenal top tier. It's a 10-game slate. It'll be easy to go down to mid-tier options as well. Guys like Chris Paul against the same Minnesota matchup on a back-to-back tier, and Fox will be contrarian at 9,100 versus Boston. Jamal Murray in a great matchup versus Chicago should definitely get consideration. Spending all the way down to guys like Derek White, Sadoransky's only 4,400. Uh, and uh, that they're all standout. And uh, Darius Garland had a monster game last time out. So uh, these are all great options over there on DraftKings. Over there on FanDuel, up top, we got Luka, Kyrie, and Lillard. Uh, Luke, uh, saving the hundred off of Luca, I don't blame you to go to Dame, but I still like Luca at ten four. That's pretty. It's a pretty nice price tag for him over there. Uh, Kyrie at ninety one hundred dollars deserves a mention as well. And uh, so there's still no DeRozan there in uh, San Antonio, so Dejounte Murray is a fine option. Chris Paul at sixty nine hundred, very very nice yet again. So there are some great great options across the board. I mean, on the point guard spot, it's really tough to go wrong. Uh, I uh, going up top and the mid tier, you're going to have different, different lineup constructions, especially on a 10 game slate. Facunda Campazzo. What a wonderful <laughs> phrase. Dude, 25 <laughs> minutes, 31 points. If you're going to go under 4K, is there anybody else besides Facundo Campazzo that you can click the name of? Because that's really the only guy that I'm like remotely interested in doing it with. And even then, I'm I'm just digging i'm trying to find somebody i suppose frank jackson started last game played 31 minutes only put up 10 and a half fantasy points you could try to bite that bullet again i'm not gonna do it but uh facundo Campazo, maybe oh yeah definitely Campazo in a matchup versus chicago he played uh, a uh, played the early half of the blowout run uh last time out so yeah Campazo, sure he they malone has indicated he wants to potentially get Campazo to play more minutes so uh, I think going to Composo, no issues whatsoever. A fine, fine value option. On a 10-game slate, you really want your value guys in that range to get north of 30 points uh, to really uh, to have that tournament winning upside. I think Composo uh, is, has that. We saw the last time out in Chicago, so no issues going to him whatsoever. Yeah, and Sadoransky is now to 4,400, so thank God we won't have 35% owned Tomas uh, Sadoransky on this slate, but I bet he still garners some ownership. He did play 31 and 34 minutes the last two games, so uh, maybe a couple shots there if you if you want to, but we'll see what the ownership kind of comes in at. It's hard to, to decide. I've really realized on these larger slates, it's hard to identify where the ownership is going to be other than on some of these studs, which is why I think we talk about them a little bit more, but I'm, I'm just trying to dig down and try to find a couple guys down here for you. I'm going to want to find, if I'm going to punt, I want them to have upside and also go to the lower end. And, um, and and hope hope that they have upside to to be able to get there, but they better be low owned if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be playing some of them in that range at point guard. Wouldn't you agree with that? And then we can move on. Yeah, on a ten game slate, yeah, it ownership is going to be very easy to move off of from. 
beautiful. Over on shooting guard, we're going to go to FanDuel for that here. James Harden's up there at 11,300. Zach Levine, big jump down to 8,700 uh, from, from Harden to Levine. Also, that price is starting to come down a little bit, but played 30 and 37 minutes, 48.6, 49.2. Against Denver, I do think there is some viability to going that direction. CJ McCollum, 8,400, continues to be completely priced out. I would be surprised if he played. Like, I would be very, very surprised if on a back-to-back, CJ McCollum played. So I guess now that I'm thinking about it, Damian Lillard becomes much more interesting in that regard. I mean, why would Portland, coming off of his injury and everything, play him on a back-to-back? I I wouldn't understand that. So Gary Trent would kind of be the guy that I would be looking at uh, at shooting guard on FanDuel from that team. And then Fred Van Vliet. Uh, just jumped right back into the fray, played 32 minutes, which was a lot more than I was maybe expecting him to, but 34, 35 uh, possibly to get up to. We know the kind of minutes that he has played here uh, in in the past. I don't think he'll be getting close to 40 yet, but uh, against Utah, should be a fast-paced game, even though it's a tough defensive matchup. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, do you have any interest there? Uh, talk to me about the rest of the position. Yeah, so the shooting guard position up top, Kyrie and D-Book, I uh, love them both. At D-Book, he's doing today but he, he was one of my favorite players to go to hopefully he's doing all right he was a great play in the night slate in my opinion uh going spending all the way down to guys like that uh guys you mentioned we still have a kevin porter jr uh situation uh he's 7200 playing a detroit team uh sign me up 7200 for K- kpj definitely a viable viable option to go to i like going to him over van vliet you're going to save the 600 dollars uh, I think he's a fine option. Derek White at 5,500 is great. Oladipo and that uh, KPJ's teammate, $8,300 is definitely a great option to consider as well. Uh, some value guys. Uh, I think Josh Richardson, 5,200 versus uh, Portland is fine. There's still no Dorian Finney-Smith. Andrew Wiggins, 6K. I know it's not exciting, but uh, at 6K, Wiggins has that upside in him. Uh, his teammate Jordan Poole has been balling. That's my guy. Uh, he's priced all the way up to 4,500 now. He played 24 minutes, lots and lots of blowout run. He's shooting way, much more efficiently uh, coming back from this G League bubble. I do expect him to regress a little bit. It's not crazy, but if he's anyone has like any significant of ownership, I'll be willing to come well under the field on Jordan Poole. Over there in FanDuel, up top, we have Levine, uh, Booker, and uh, Harden, all and great, all those guys are great options to consider. Devin Booker's seventy five hundred might be my favorite play on the Fanduel slate so far. Uh, a pivot off of him and Colin Sexton is fine, but we know uh, I like Booker's upside quite a bit in this matchup. And Andrew Wiggins fifty two hundred dollars, man. Uh, Chris Levert is fifty six hundred, he's fine, but Andrew Wiggins fifty two hundred and Tim Hardaway Jr. forty two hundred dollars. Still no Dorian Finney Smith, so. Man, uh, FanDuel's pricing is very, very soft. Soft like Charmin on this Friday. <laughs> Why do you just throw that in there? Okay. Uh, caught me off guard a tiny bit. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, we're going to have Steph Curry out probably with that tailbone injury that he had towards the end. Uh, we're going to have a lot of other spots to to be looking at with uh, with Kelly Oubre also doubtful. So Andrew Wiggins, 5,200, probably going to be one of the most popular plays on the slate. It's pretty crazy to think about uh, how much interest I would be having going that direction. Uh, going down here to the further end, like Josh Jackson, 4,800. 
yeah, I could I could probably have a smattering of him. He didn't end up starting, which I think probably hurt some of his minutes there. He only played 23 last time out, but could definitely see having a little bit there. Anybody else? Um, just let me know. On the shooting guard end, uh, obviously going to have to wait on news and really uh, take your chances there. But another guy who played 31 minutes last time, no DeRozan, Patty Mills, uh, $4,000, deserves an honorable mention for sure. His teammate Lonnie Walker as well. So if you th- think Lonnie Walker gets some more minutes run, I like taking chances on him as well. 3,900 will be uh, kind of lower owned. So I'll, I, I like targeting some Spurs tomorrow. Uh, still with no DeRozan, I do think they're kind of still underpriced. Beautiful. Top end, small forward. Uh, Jimmy Butler sitting up there at 9,500. Uh, Jason Tatum, 8,900 over on DK. Uh, Jalen Brown, 8K. Norman Powell, 7,500. I'm just kind of like listing guys here because I, I mean, I, I kind of have a little bit of interest everywhere, but I know that I'm going to be going down to the bottom end to punt a lot at small forward. Talk to me a little bit about your game plan for that position too, because it looks gross uh, at first look over on DraftKings outside of Tatum, I guess, is facing Sacramento. That's a beautiful spot. Uh, Jimmy Butler continues to have massive numbers, massive usage. Uh, but now with Bam back, uh, you saw in the last game, 36 minutes, 38.25, might be a little bit more indicative of what we can expect going forward. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler is matchup proof, $9,500. I think his uh, ownership might be uh, significantly low owned for his uh, upside on the 10-game slate. So I think saving to a guy like Tatum versus Sacramento and Jalen Brown versus Sacramento, I emphasize versus Sacramento because it's versus Sacramento. And uh, we just know what the upside can be for these guys. 8,908 k I'll have interest in both of them. And on a 10-game slate, people might have rules in place to like avoid uh, that happening. I'm fine with playing them both in the lineup. No issues at all. Jeremy Grant versus Houston. Uh, definitely have some interest there, $7,200. Wiggins is going to take a ton of shots, man. I, I think 6K is a great option for him. And now other uh, another Golden State guy, if you want to take your chances on some value, uh, Get some ball handling duty trickled his way. I, I do think he might get an extra few minutes here and there. And Larry Nance is still pretty cheap, $5,200. He's been falling the last two times out. Uh, shooting very efficiently, 37 minutes and 38 minutes is what I'm excited for. So $5,200, Larry Nance, definitely a great option. And Mikkel Bridges is a fine pivot off of him. Over there on FanDuel, up top, Butler, Jalen Brown. Uh, I love saving the $3,000 to Jalen Brown. Uh and that's kind of really how things are standing out there. It's going to be Jalen Brown and really everyone else. If you want to go back to Sadiq Bay, I don't have issues there, but keep in mind that ownership is going to be quite high. So FanDuel really has taken uh, an extended all-star break with their pricing. Uh, just seeing these guys not get adjusted whatsoever is kind of frustrating as uh, Larry Nance remains at 5,300 and that's uh, really the story there. And FanDuel just pricing has not changed much and kind of, Kevin Porter Jr. and Michael Porter Jr., 7K and 6'5", uh, both. Uh, you can have a Porter Jr. small forward lineup, and you can have fun with that for sure. <laughs> you are so enthusiastic about some of these plays today. It's fantastic. You cut out for like one tiny second there. I, I was assuming you were talking about either Dylan Brooks, 5,400, or just kind of in that range. It was like somebody between 5,400 and 5,600. Guess what? 
there's so many different plays on this slate. We can we can find a lot of dudes that we're going to like kind of in almost every single range going down the line. Um, but yeah, here at Small Forward on, on FanDuel, you have Jimmy Butler at 10-6. And then there's a massive jump to Norman Powell at 7,800, who is just overpriced for his situation now with all the Toronto guys back. Kevin Porter at 7K is going to garner a ton of ownership. Jalen Brown at 7,500, going to garner a ton of ownership. I'm starting to lose my voice because I'm so excited about those two, I guess, and nobody else. Uh, but yeah, we're going to have we're gonna have a number of spots that we can go to. Larry Nance, 5,300, fire it up as well. Uh, let's move ourselves along to power forward. But before we do, I uh, just want to tell you guys, uh, Monkey Knife Fight, make sure that you double check. Uh, run back, go over to Monkey Knife Fight, check out the Monkey Knife Fight March Madness that they have going, the Monkey Mania. It is going to be a blast. Uh, just sign up for that. And again, Osmo, uh, promo code Osmo, just to get yourself in the door, a $50 uh, deposit bonus match. Um, going to the top end of Power Four, we'll do it over here on DraftKings. Uh, Demonis Sabonis, 9,500. Uh, Jason Tatum, 8,900 over there. Porzingis, 7,900. This is kind of an interesting talking point. We've seen him kind of like drop, like plummet in terms of production as Luka Doncic has started to go up, which I find to be fascinating because I felt like they were kind of a pretty good tag team duo last year where, you know, you could be targeting Porzingis as like a leverage spot for for what you would be looking at from Luka, or you could play them both together because they were just so helpful to one another. I'm not sure if it's the addition of Josh Richardson, because that doesn't really matter in my mind. DFS was out last game. Uh, I don't know. I'm just so curious why Porzingis is not playing better. This would be a great spot to possibly buy low on him at 7,900 compared to what his typical price is in a good Portland matchup. Talk to me about Porzingis, and then also I'll put uh, Jerry and Grant, who, uh, or sorry, Jeremy Grant, who I, I'm definitely a big fan of going back to as well. Jerry and Grant hasn't been playing for a while. Talk to me about the top end of power forward. Yeah, top end of power forward, uh, Tatum Sabonis. I like saving the money and going to Tatum over there on, uh, over there on DK. Porzingis is a fine option. I don't have issues against this Portland matchup. Porzingis should eat if given the shot attempts. He could get there with rebounds. He got a double double with rebounds last time. He went five of fourteen from the field. One thing we just haven't been seeing from Porzingis is going to the line. He's just not an aggressive guy. Not getting fouled much. Uh, only one foul, attempt, one foul shot attempt uh, last time out. So Porzingis has a serious upside in him, and we know that. And maybe the injuries lingering, uh, the chemistry of the, of the health and safety protocols the Mavs faced. I do expect this team to play better down the uh, second half of the season. So I do expect that him to go get going. And 7,900 Porzingis is a fine option, in my opinion. I will have some interest in him for sure. And Going spending all the way down to a guy like Daniel Tice, forty four hundred versus Sacramento, is okay. Uh, I think we can definitely consider that as an option. Draymond Green, sixty seven hundred. Uh, we'll see. I do think he doesn't benefit him that Steph's not there because he gets a ton of those screen assists and like phenomenal facilitator in the offense. Maybe uh, he, he has a lot more ball handling duties maybe uh, against this Memphis team. So he's an option to definitely consider. At 6,700, but Larry Nance also 5,200. Man, he's going to be one of the highest owned players on the slate, in my opinion. So, on a 10 game slate, pivoting guys around him make a ton of sense. But guys around him is like Kelton Johnson. Man, that guy has been the king of the bus tool of late. So, (laughs) I have not been on him once. So, that makes me happy. I, I keep keep rostering him if you would like to. It's been uh, it's been quite the descent for for poor Keldon Johnson. I think he's a good basketball player, but 
you could just see something was up, whether it was him getting benched there for a hot second or Rudy Gay coming back here. Now, like, there's just been a lot of signs towards not playing Keldon Johnson. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is going from his minutes, and I'll take 31 minutes uh, against Cleveland. So uh, I know his ownership might be low, but as a pivot in tournaments, makes a ton of sense. But Larry Nance is a kind of a awesome, awesome cash option for tomorrow, in my opinion. So no issues to go to him. Over there on Fandle, Tatum, Adebayo, Sabonis, Porzingis lead the way there. We get the roster, too. All of those guys are going to be strongly in play. Tatum and Porzingis at their prices definitely stand out to me. Jeremy Grant, 7K, very, very nice price tag for him. Uh, I think he can have a huge, huge upside versus Houston, just like everyone has been of late. So people are going to spend down, and people are going to go to Nicholas Claxon, guys like Dario Saric, uh, Maxi Kleba, Jay Crowder. Uh, those are all great options. Daniel Tice, 4,200. Man, FanDuel like, is in pure March Madness mode, and uh, they put NBA uh, salaries aside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's really, oh, really bad. I'm not going to lie. Like Daniel Tice, 4,200. Is he too expensive for FanDuel? Like that's that's kind of the situation we're looking at. Like everybody is everybody's at a discount. Uh, I am curious about your Daniel Tice uh, take. Obviously, we want to target Sacramento constantly. I find it very, very interesting looking at his box score, considering same amount of minutes, 26 in both games. But one, he puts up 39.75 against Utah. Against Cleveland, 11.5. It was absolutely Robert Williams' day. I don't really know how to pick or choose between the two of them on any given slate, but I do know Daniel Tice is literally 4,400 on DraftKings, 4,200 on FanDuel. What's your interest level there? And obviously, the range of outcomes we've learned the last two games is wide. Yeah, they're going to be wide, but uh, hopefully uh, it'll be interesting to see if they're going to roll out that double center lineup. Obviously, no Marvin Bagley there. It's just Rashawn Holmes and a combination of Nemanja Bielitsa and uh, Robert. Hassan Whiteside. Well, yeah, Rashawn oh, yeah, Holmes, Hassan, Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, all those yeah. dudes. Yeah, you all got it. Yeah, I think you knew who was the center of Sacramento. <laughs> you were pulling out dudes like from 15 years no. ago and their top shot <laughs> recommendations. And like, you, I, you know uh, all the things. No, I was just trying to think like um, – Will there be a need of rolling out a Tice and Williams front court? And I don't think as much tomorrow. So yeah. maybe hot maybe hand it's, approach. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. So maybe it's a tough thing to uh, have both guys to play north of thirty minutes by any means. Uh, first look at things, but it's the price, the matchup. Things, those two things stand out so much. It's going to be tough to at least not to be with the field, in my opinion. I think as much as I love Time Lord, I love going to Robert Williams, but I expect there to actually be ownership there still. So probably I'm going to just roll with a lot of Daniel Tyson. But I, I don't know. The the fields have gotten sharper. It is a better price, and he's coming off a dud. I like going to guys in that situation once they burn people. Uh, he looked great the one game. Nobody was on him. Then he looked awful. Everybody was on him. Now get on him again when nobody's on him. Uh, let's go to the top end of center and wrap this puppy up. Uh, Nikola Jokic, 11K, sitting on the top end on FanDuel. Nikola Vucevic on a back-to-back against the Brooklyn front court. We like that. Carl Anthony Towns, 9,600 in the same Phoenix matchup. I don't think he was setting the world on fire at the moment. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. And then Rudy Gobert, 8,500. Rudy was somebody that I ended up rostering a little bit more maybe than I should have against Washington. I know Derek Favors, again, he hasn't been playing well by any means, but Derek Favors is traditionally a guy that they're still giving 
giving those 16 minutes to. So it's hard for Rudy Gobert to spike a 35-minute upside at any spot. But against Toronto, I'd be willing to find out. Uh, what do you think about him and everybody else at the top end of center? Uh, question for you. How many points did Jokic put up versus Chicago when he played him on March 1st? Try to guess. 75. 77. 77. That's nice. Yeah. See, it was a lot. I couldn't remember. You said March 1st, and I was like, was that March 1st? Because March 3rd, I think, was the last day of NBA games. And I know that he burned me badly then. And that wasn't against Chicago. That was against somebody else. March Uh, 4th, Indiana. There it is. Jokic, uh, if you're going to put up 77 tomorrow, uh, I would probably lock him in. So okay. <laughs> against great Ch- analysis, hashtag against, yeah. against Chicago, sign me up. It's fine to save to a guy like Vucevic uh, against Brooklyn because uh, he can definitely dominate this Brooklyn matchup. Uh, we'll see how Cat does against this Phoenix team today. I want to see what ends up, how they end up matching up against him. I mean, Cat's Cat. He has a monster upside and he's, I think, doing just fine. I believe he has 44. Mid forties points in through twenty six minutes of play, so I think he's a great option. So in center tomorrow, the opportunity cost on Fanduel is quite a bit. Jokic, Vuce, Towns, Gobert, all in great great matchups. Even Jared Allen, sixty seven hundred. I know he's been disappointing the last two times out, but he's playing at thirty three minutes. Uh, he just needs to put get a ton of putbacks, blocks, rebounds, and he can pay off that price tag. I think he'll be quite quite low owned. Canner at 6K, I think he'll, he'll be uh, – they're going to ride him uh, at least for another week till before Nurkic comes back. So maybe Harry Giles coming back might make him lose a few minutes. We're going to know after today. We're going to find out yeah. a lot there. That was that was something that somebody put into YouTube chat. Thank you for whoever that was. And I had some Covington and started coming a little lighter on it as I was looking through the show notes afterwards. So uh took a little bit down from there. So thank you, random person, if that works out. And I hate you if it doesn't. Continue on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, spending down over there in DK, Daniel Tyson Center eligibility, and Jakob Perto has been pretty, pretty solid last two games out. Uh, one of my highest owned best ball centers. So he is uh You and Craig Ehrenberg to... are sick people. He basically just stole your rankings or did you steal his? What happened? Who oh, stole what? No, Greg Ehrenberg, uh, I guided me in the right direction. So I had he a deserves feeling. a he's, lot. Of... He's, he is the leader of the Jakob Podol fan club. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Jakob Podol, one of these guys who I, uh, when he was in Toronto, I was like, this guy is going to be a good player. Agreed. Uh, it's just neat. He was very raw and he's coming into his form and, playing well on both ends of the court now. I always, I always felt like he could be a, a above-average defender, and but he's holding his own on both ends of the court pretty part effectively. Of, yeah, part of the reason I was so high on him there, too, is that like it was part of the trade that ma- it had to happen for DeMar DeRozan to get to San Antonio. Like Pop wanted Jakob Podol, and Podol showed upside in Toronto in brief stints. Uh, and I, I think we've seen the track record that uh, that Pop has with a, a one Tim Duncan, who was a pretty good center once upon a time, I would say. <laughs> he was all right. Uh, so so if, if Pop wants you at that position, uh, he, he's going he's gonna to go get you. LaMarcus Aldridge, he, he kind of quit on, but LaMarcus Aldridge was also on the way out knees-wise, I think, when he came from Portland. Uh, that's just kind of a bummer that that, that kind of didn't work out the way that it should have. They were close. They were one Zaza Pachulia foul away from really <sighs> giving that Warriors team a run for their money. I had a, I had a massive Spurs futures ticket. 
uh, that went away on one play. When I mean, they were up 25, 30 in that game or something, and Zaza came in and ruined my life. Oh, I've never been that tilted in my life. Thanks for bringing up one of the worst sports betting memories of my life. I, I and, enjoy this. And the and the series before that is when uh, Manu Ginobili hits a buzzer beater, I want to say, in game five, and uh, Tony Parker ends up uh, kind of having the career-ending injury in the following game where he t- tears his quadriceps tendon. And everyone thought Houston's going to win the rest of the series. And James Harden is a no-show in that final game at Houston. And they go on to win that series. And that's when the injury happens to Kawhi. So it's crazy. And that changes the NBA. That injury also, like, it's similar to the Clay Thompson game six injury because yep. Kawhi goes to Toronto. And instead of uh, Toronto winning the championship, it could have been Philly. It could have been Giannis. It had been, been really, really interesting. It could have been the Golden State Warriors again. So it's really kind of funny how NBA history just changes itself just based off that. You take a sip of that water. I'll just stall for time. Rimpack, any other final words for the people as we round out the show? Uh, Monkey Mania, go blue. And uh, enjoy, uh, play that Monkey Mania because you could win a year of Osmo Plus. So, But enjoy March Madness and play some NBA throughout the weekend. Check out the college basketball product. But go blue and uh, we will catch you Sunday night. That's all we got. Another week in the books, my guy. Uh, Thank you so much. We'll see you on Monday.